I'm very, very excited that tonight we have a friend of mine, Ms. Rhonda Davenport-Johnson. She is a phenomenal woman, as I've already shared. She holds the position of Executive Vice President, National Director, Retail and Small Business Banking for Comerica Bank. In this position, she's responsible for the development and leadership of retail banking center, customer service, and small business activities. What a mouthful. She is so busy with so many banking centers, 433 to be exact, and employing over 2,800 employees. Y'all, this woman is phenomenal. I am so proud and so excited to even have the opportunity to share her wisdom with you around banking and credit and how to get what you need when you need it and how to go about it the right way. I am so excited again to introduce my friend, Miss Rhonda Davenport-Johnson. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining. Thank you, thank you. Can you all see my screen? There we go. There we go. There we go. Hi, everyone. Psyche, can you see my screen? Yep, I can. Okay, excellent, excellent. Thank you for having me with you all this evening. I am so excited to spend just a few minutes with you. Psyche has shared what a phenomenal group of women you are, and I'm pleased to be with you this evening. So uh, I am excited to talk with you about credit and the importance of credit as we consider who we are as women and the importance of credit in running our business and the importance of credit in being successful. So over the next few minutes, that's exactly what I'm going to spend time with you on it's the five C's of credit. And as you, as you consider the five C's of credit and how I'm gonna break this down for all five of these, these aspects of credit, but I wanna set this up appropriately. So when you're in business and you are looking for financing and there's a continuum of access to credit and how you fund your business. So initially, when your business is starting out, you might self-fund. You might go to friends and family. You, you may get a personal line of credit or perhaps get a line of credit against your home. Um, you may even get a small business loan. Um, so you, in, in the initial, initial phases of your business, you, you start with, with some of those aspects. You may even, as, as time goes on, invite partners, perhaps even venture capitalists, angel investors, maybe even crowdfunding. And, and so there's this continuum, there's a spectrum of how you gain access to capital that you need to run your business. 
So tonight, as a uh, banker with Comerica, you know, it's my goal to talk with you more about the traditional aspect of obtaining financing. And so as we look at the five C's of credit, it's really from that traditional aspect. Certainly the others that I referred to initially are important, but tonight I'm gonna to spend time talking about the credit and what we look at as traditional bankers. So the five C's of credit is how we determine um, credit worthiness of a business owner and banks and lenders, we generally look at certain things. We look at the ability to repay. We look at the level of debt. We look at you know, how you plan to use funds if you're applying for a loan. We look at collateral and we look at what collateral you might have to offer. Um, and most uh, lenders do incorporate these five C's of credit to understand how likely you are to repay your debt. And the better you look as a borrower, the more likely your business will get a loan. And we know how important getting access to credit is. You need capital to expand. You need to cover perhaps day-to-day -day expenses. Perhaps you need to purchase inventory. Maybe you need to hire additional staff. You know, maybe you need credit that allows you to conserve your cash on hand to cover the cost of doing business. You know, all of this is very important. So that's why the five C's of credit for you as a, as a business owner is, is so important to how you run your business. So what are those five C's of credit? And while banks don't have universal rules about what makes someone credit worthy, they're guided by some general principles. And these are the five C's. The, you've got character, you've got capacity, you've got capital, you have conditions, and you have collateral. You know, character is reflected in your credit score, it's in your past history. Uh, capacity is your ability to repay. You know, capital looks at your total debts. Conditions include how you plan to use the funds and collateral are what assets you're able to pledge. And, and making choices that reflect these characteristics and building habits will help you get you where you need to be. And by understanding these five C's, it can take the stress out of obtaining credit for your business. So we're gonna start with, we're gonna start with character. And you are, you may wonder why do we start with character? And I'll tell you why. It's in, in a, from a lender's perspective, character is the most important aspect of a lending relationship. So a banker and their ability to assess someone's character is first and foremost. And how do we do that? It's, this is where it starts. Character assesses, is, is there a willingness to pay? Not, not an ability because you can have the ability to pay, but if you make choices not to pay or not to repay, you know, that's a reflection on character. And so character is where we start. We start here. That's the, the willingness to repay. This is the borrower's reputation. And lenders need to know that the borrower and the guarantors are honest and have integrity. And they need to also be confident that the applicant has the background the education, the industry knowledge, the experience required to successfully operate the business. So this is all a part of character. 
And we require a, even a certain amount of management or ownership experience to help us evaluate the character. We also may ask about licensing and whether or not you have a criminal, criminal record. And when we look at character from a bank's perspective, we look at the history because we say that the history is the best predictor of the future. And we will examine the personal credit of all borrowers and all guarantors involved with the loan. And so sound business practices and personal credit must be a part of your history. And we do also look at personal credit reports. We look at business credit reports. And so it's important that you understand how your credit score is determined and what positive ways that you can affect your credit score that gives you a better, um, better way that you position yourself in front of your uh, the banker. So I do recommend that you check your scores and make sure that you know what they are. And if there's any delinquencies or any bankruptcies, you gotta be in a position to explain you know, what happened and why. And so that perhaps the lender can make an exception of, with to that credit score. So again, character is where we start and we look at business credit, personal credit, and some of those choices that have been made. Um, you can have a business credit report that does give a reputation, that does gauge the reputation of your business. And a strong business score, of course, will help your, your credit score and will help you to be successful. So when you look at Experian and Equifax, and there's a score that's associated with, with the credit scores, and there's a general rule of thumb. So it's important that you take a look at where your business, how your business is obtaining credit and understand you know, how, where your score is, how does that in relation to relationship to um, the higher scores? And if there were some hiccups in the past, which can happen, is there a reason? Can you explain it? Can you provide an explanation and a rationale? So also be aware if there's any public records or any anything out there that might be of something that might help someone question your character. So it is, it matters. It matters first and foremost, because someone can have um, the ability to repay, but if the character indicates that there's not a willingness to repay, then that's going to be an issue. And that's going to be a hurdle that you have to overcome as a business owner. And, and it's important that you re everyone realizes that right from the beginning, how important that is in the eyes of a banker, in the eyes of a lender, your credit. Okay, so now that we've talked about credit, the second C is, is capacity. And capacity measures your ability. So the first character is the willingness. Capacity is that, is that ability to repay. And that's where we compare your income against any recurring debts that you have and that assesses, do you have the wherewithal? Do you have the cash flow? Do you have the ability uh, to repay? And so we're looking at a debt to income ratio, very similar to on, a, on the personal loans that you might have when we're looking at what's your personal income, what debts do you have, and do you have the ability to cover this new debt 
that you're applying for. Lenders will calculate a debt to income by adding together the borrower's monthly debt payments and dividing that by the year, your gross monthly income. Of course, um, the lower the um, DTI, the debt to income ratio, the better your chance of qualifying for a new loan. What's that saying is that your leverage is at a lower rate, which means you have more capacity in order to take on additional debt. You know, every lender is different, but many lenders prefer an applicant's debt to income to be around 35% or less before approving them for an application for new financing. So a rule of thumb is that for every $1 in total loan payments, $1.50 in cash flow should be generated. And so your borrower, again, you may have the ability to repay the loan based upon the proposed amounts and terms. So capacity, the ability to repay the loan. And again, we want to make sure that your business is generating enough cash flow to fully repay the loan. We look at certain financial metrics and benchmarks. We look at your debt and we also look at different ratios that help us determine how, if you have the cash flow and you have the capacity, you have the ability to repay the loan. So I've gone over the first two, character and capacity. I'm just gonna pause here and see, are there any questions that you have with the first two C's? And certainly we can ask questions at the end as well, but wanna make sure that I give you an opportunity to ask questions if there are any. Okay, I'm gonna keep going, alrighty. So I wanted to share an example with you on capacity and how we actually calculate the debt uh, service co coverage ratio. And we look at a global uh, debt service coverage ratio. And so when we look at global, it means we're looking at the business cash flow as well as combining your personal cash flow so that it gives you a better opportunity to be approved for uh, financing. And so in this quick example, as you can see here, we're looking at your, your business um, net income. We're also adding back those non-cash items so that your cat is a true reflection of the cash flow. And so in this example, the business cash flow is 78,500. So again, remember I mentioned that we look at that personal uh, reflection as well, the adjusted gross income. And we look here and as you can see, we look at the business cash flow plus the personal cash flow gives a combined business and personal cash flow of $84,000. Certainly this is a, a very simple example. We reduce and we take out, we subtract those living expenses in the multiplier here. And that gives us a net. So we look at the business, we look at the personal and it gets us to the net. Then we add in the new loan or the line of, uh, line of credit payment and an, at looking at it as an annual. And as you can see, we then come up with the total debt service. And so the total debt service is the amount of combined cash available to service all debt annually. So in looking at what you're doing right now, what your obligations are now, you add in that new payment and then we look at, do we have appropriate uh, income and cash flow to service the debt? 
And as you can see here in the example, the debt service coverage ratio here is uh, 1.3. And, you know, so consider it, it, as a business owner, we look at both business, personal, we look at that new obligation that you're applying for. And then we come up with the, the ratio, which tells us that you are able to take on that new obligation appropriately. Okay, so we've talked about character and we talked about, so character is the willingness to repay. We've talked about capacity, which is the ability to repay. Can you repay the new obligation? And the next is capital. And what is capital? Capital is the amount of money invested in the, by the business owner or management team. So we as lenders, we're gonna ask you, what's your personal investment? How much have you invested in the business? What is your plan to make put, put money into the business? So not only does injecting capital decrease the chance of default, but contributing personal assets also indicates that you're willing to take on personal risk for the sake of your business. So we're looking for, this is a partnership, and we're looking for borrowers who's willing to show and demonstrate that they are willing to contribute their personal assets and take on personal risk for the sake of their business. So capital is essentially, what skin do you have in the game? And, and, and so from a bank's perspective, you know, we're looking at the, the borrower to demonstrate that they are making personal investment and that they have as much invested in the business to help make it successful. And we are willing to lend to owners who have invested their money in the, in the venture. And it is important to note that the, the, is, as an owner in the business, that we are looking for the fact that you're showing that you've made a personal investment in the business. And initially when I talked about how do you, how do you, how do you the spectrum of lending, you know, from the very beginning, when you're doing more self-funding, you have maybe borrowing from friends and family, maybe you've taken out a home equity loan, whatever it might be, you know, we're looking to see that you are equally invested in the business and that you're self-funding and you're willing to invest in the business to make it successful. And so capital is very important to us as a bank and as lenders. And we look to work with the borrowers who are demonstrating that they're willing to make that personal investment in their business in order to help their business to be successful. So that is the third C. The next are conditions and conditions are more, uh, when you think about conditions, think more around what's happening in the economy. Are there economic conditions that, are, that might impact you and may, might impact your business? And certainly this year during the pandemic, during the economic downturn, there has been a lot of disruption. There's been a lot of um, economic conditions that have been, been detrimental and very difficult for business owners. So part of the five C's and when we're looking at making a loan, we're looking at the economic conditions that might impact the uh, business. And we're looking at and we're under want to understand what are the conditions of the business, the industry, as well as the economy that 
tell us the health of of the, uh, the you know, the um, industry. You know, we know that during pandemic, as an example, some industries have been hit harder than others. Some industries are flourishing as a result of the type of business that they're in. And so we look at the conditions of the business and we look at also whether it's growing, whether it's declining, and what are we, what are we looking at in terms of the conditions of the business? So, if it's improving or deteriorating, what are the trends? Um, that's important for us to understand from a credit standpoint and extending credit, you know, what is happening, what are the current conditions? You know, we will want to know, of course, what are the funds going to be used for if we make a loan? Is it going to be used for working capital? Is it going to be using for renovations? Is it going to be using used for additional equipment? Whatever it might be, you know, we're looking at how that will impact the loans. And we wanna be, we wanna ensure that the loan will be repaid in, in terms of, of uh, making sure that the, it lines up with the conditions that you're operating in right now. And so from a competitive landscape, supplier and customer relationship, macroeconomic industry specific issues are very important. And is one more part of the evaluation that we look at when we look at the whether or not um, a loan is going to be extended, and it's certainly the five C's of credit conditions is just as important, and and so when you look at care, char you've got character, you've got capacity, you've got conditions. It's all important. You know, we look at all of this together in terms of understanding is the individual credit worthy. And does the conditions support whether or not we should extend a loan and extend credit to this business owner, to this borrower? And, and you know, it's very important um, part of the credit evaluation process. The next is uh, collateral. And the, when you look at collateral, certainly we're looking for assets that can be used to guarantee or secure the loan. Collateral is a backup. When we're, at, when we're looking and making an evaluation for a loan and for the borrower, first and foremost, we're looking does, does the business operate and generate enough cash flow to repay this loan, to make the loan payment that we have, that, they, that you've applied for? That's the first way that we want to be repaid. We take collateral as a bank as a second form of repayment. First is the cash flow. So the business is operating in such a way that is able to make the loan payment. The second is collateral. That's the second form of payment. And that's used if the collateral is important, if the borrower stops making a loan payment, and so the bank can be repaid from that loan that that they made and the outstanding balance. First is cash flow, second is collateral. So, you know, we do consider the value of the business assets. We also look at the personal assets of the guarantors uh, as a secondary source of repayment as well. And collateral is an important consideration, um, but its significance uh, really does depend on the type of loan. And when you talk with your banker, you talk with the lender, they can explain the different types of collateral that's needed for a loan. 
So, you know, for example, if you get a loan for uh, to purchase a real estate, purchase a building, you know, that building would, would also be collateral for the loan. If you get a line of credit, what might your collateral be? Might be your accounts receivable. You know, so there's different types of collateral that we will look to and we'll utilize, you know, for a loan. It is it's important to note that collateral is important. It does give you uh, your, it makes your application stronger. And it does also give you the ability to have uh, the uh, borrower and the lender, the lender look at the bar, look at the application in a, in a, in a, in a stronger light because we are able to then determine, remember, remember the bank is trying to manage risk and the bank is wanting to have borrowers that is, that can provide collateral, cash flow and collateral that allows the bank to get very certain, certain understanding that the loan is going to be repaid. Remember the bank is taking a very low because they're extending your loan at a lower interest rate, the risk, they're not being paid to take on a lot of risk. So that's why collateral becomes very important that they are able to uh, be assured that the loan is going to be repaid and the bank is not gonna take a loss on the loan that they've made. So let me stop there and see if we have any questions at this point around collateral or character or capacity of any of those. Any questions? Okay, alrighty. I'm gonna keep going then. Okay, so what's needed to apply for a loan? Here are some of the things that are needed. First, and first, two years of business tax returns and could be more depending upon the type of loan request or the industry. Uh, we're we're going to need some interims. We're going to need interim financial statements. We're going to need your income statement. We're going to need your balance sheet. We're going to want to see your accounts receivable aging report. We want to see your personal tax returns. We're going to want to see your personal financial statement. We're going to want to see your, uh, uh, have you sign a 4506T form, which means that we will be able to um, have um, a verification through the IRS of your taxes that have been, um, that you've filed with the IRS. So the 4506T allows us to get that verification uh, as during the loan process. There are also other documents that we will, we will need. But before you approach your lender, it is my recommendation that you will, you know, you get familiar with these and you realize that you are going to need these different financial documents in order to uh, obtain a loan. And again, each bank is different. Each institution has their own requirements. And, and, and depending upon even if you go through the SBA route, um, you know, there will be perhaps even additional documents that you're going to need. Choosing a lender. Now this is, this is really important from my perspective and, you know, being certainly a senior leader and executive at Comerica, I can attest to the fact that, you know, we really look to build a relationship, that this is not just a transaction 
that this is, it just is so important for us that we have a relationship with the borrower. So I encourage you that you research when you are selecting a bank and when you want to consider a bank to work with to help you with financing for your, your business. It's important to have a relationship before you need a loan, you know, build that relationship. And at Comerica, we pride ourselves in how we establish relationships and where we work with, with our uh, customers. It is important to compare different lenders' interest rates and fees because there is a difference. Um, perhaps there is there the opportunity to consider um, the lender and if there's any special specialization that they're doing, perhaps they're working with specific industries and certainly you want to evaluate the reputation of a lender. So it's just really, it's really important and it's an important decision that you'll make as, an, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, because your growth and your stability of your company will depend on who you decide to work with. And when it's done right, your choice will involve much more than getting access to capital. A good lender will not only provide you with the information you need in a transparent and honest way, but they will also provide you with ongoing assistance, tools, resources to improve your financial performance and promote your growth. They're, they have to be familiar with your industry and peculiarities of your business. And in other words, the right lender is a business partner and an ally on your way um, to success. So I really encourage you to build a relationship, work with a lender, and do that before you need to apply for a loan because that will serve you well. So if there's anything that you need to explain in advance, you can and you will have that relationship in, in the, in, um, you know, established before you um, go and apply for a loan. I also want to um, just, just take a moment and talk a little bit about uh, the Small Business Administration and the opportunity to obtain Small Business Administration financing. And one of the things that I would say here is that it is, it, the SBA provides a guarantee to banks and they're not a direct lender, but what they do is they set the guidelines for loans made by their partners. And they, they are, they're a good source for banks to utilize their guarantee to help borrowers that generally need to have their loan guaranteed or need to help have additional strength to their loan. Um, the SBA provides several benefits. The first is that they require lower down payments. Um, and in some of the SBA loans, they don't require collateral. And they can do longer term fixed rate loans, like purchase of real estate or for purchase of equipment. They can also provide guarantees for operating capital. And they, they will match, the lender will match the right type of loan based upon your needs. You know, and the SBA is, and getting an SBA guarantee is an excellent route and another resource that you might want to consider as you look at, you know, different options for securing uh, financing uh, for your loan. So, you know, as you uh, work with a lender and you start understanding, you know, what are my options? You know, here are some questions that you might want to consider. 
or you might want to ask your lender, you know, how many, how many business owners have you helped? You know, what is your expertise in my industry? Because remember, this goes beyond just the loan. You know, there's other resources that can help um, and the bank can bring those resources to you, financial education and access to all other resources and tools that can be helpful. So, you know, what is your experience? You know, is there specific criteria, under underwriting criteria for my industry, for my type of loan that I'm looking for? You know, what other services do you provide? You know, how does the loan process work and how fast can I uh, receive my funds? So, you know, just understanding the requirements and having an upfront conversation ahead of time. You know, you don't want to get into a situation where um, you're in this urgent, urgent need. I recommend that you you up, do your work upfront, establish that relationship, and when the time is right, you get that in place so that you have it and you have it for when you need it versus being in this, this real crunch whereby, you know, some of these loans can take longer time. For example, if you were buying a piece of real estate or a building for your business, there are, there are several um, um, aspects of a real estate loan, like having an environmental survey done, having a business, having the building appraised, you know, all of the title work, the survey, which can take a long time. You know, you want to have things lined up in advance that will allow you to be in a position so that you're not in, you know, put into you know, somewhat of a crunch, needing something faster than the process typically, typically takes. But I find that these are a good list of questions that you would want to have available and ask your lender, you know, as you're starting to develop a relationship and you're starting to put things in a row or put things in alignment that will help you to get your uh, financing in place. So with that, uh, I um, am going to stop and open it up. Are there other? Are there any questions? I hope that you found this helpful. Again, at Comerica Bank, we take pride in the relationships we build. You know, we look to partner with business. We want to be there. We want to provide tools, resources, and you know, we want to be there to help businesses be successful. And we take so much pride in, in how we do that each and every day. So I'm going to turn it back over to Psyche and see if there are any questions or open it up for questions. Thank you so much, Rhonda. I, I so appreciate this time that you've taken to spend with us to really, really help explain what it is you and, and, and your your team and your bank looks for from people like us, people that are looking for money for our, for our businesses. And I can definitely think back on a lot of, a lot of relationship building opportunities that I was attempting to, to embark upon to try to start the relationship before needing the loan. And I can remember going to the bank desperately as well. So I've been in several of those positions where I'm like, I, I want to start the relationship. And if this doesn't work, I'm just going to keep pushing because I'm in a hard place and in very much uh, need of, of money. So definitely, I, I, I appreciate the transparency and the, the honesty behind what, you know, what it is that 
that made me miss quite a few quite a few opportunities. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense now, uh, looking at it from your perspective. So this is really valuable. I saw a few questions come through, and winners, you know that this is the green room. So we are ready and willing to ask questions here because this is where we figure out how we can be better for the performance stage. So this by no means is where we perform. This is where we get pampered and cleaned up. So some of those questions I saw was, any suggestions on how to build business credit? This is from B. And what bureaus are are you positive credit rankings reported to? Are your, are your positive credit, credit rankings reported to? And I saw one other question just asking, hey, where do I get my, my business reports? How can I find out how my, credit, my business credit score is coming along? Sure, sure. So there's at least two that I am aware of. The first is Experian, and there is also Equifax. And it's uh, the score itself is typically on a, like a zero to 100 scale. Um, the higher the score, the lower the risk. So if you have a rule of thumb, it's a score of 80 or above um, is a good rule of thumb. Um, and so what I, what I would say is that there are um, just uh, different aspects of you know, how you run your business that would, uh, that would uh, contribute to Equifax, you know, do you have a, a credit card in the name of your business and how are you maintaining that card, um, you know, paying, how are you from your, if you have a business loan, um, the repayment there, you know, that, that's a part of it as well. Um, so there are, you know, there's different aspects of how you can build uh, your credit and typically though it is it is those um, like business credit cards and things such as that, that will help you um, build your credit. Very good. And it looks like Vonkisha, Vonshika has a question. Uh, I'm a new business, uh, only six months in. Are there any resources to help me financially for just folks that have been in business for less than two years or two years and more? What are some resources for new st newly started businesses? Okay. I, now see, because Comerica is, again, it, when, when I talked about the continuum, um, the initial, where, where people initially get their um, startup funds is friends, family, um, they're looking at, you know, how are they some uh, personal loans, personal credit cards, um, home equity loans, those kinds of things. That's the initial phase. When you're at a bank, you typically have somewhat of a track record. And so a six month business uh, from, from my perspective, and I, I can't speak to that specifically because I'm, take, I'm talking about it from the bank's perspective, meaning there's somewhat of a track record. Um, already that's been established. Um, but what I would what I would recommend is that there are certain grants out there. There's even some grants I understand through the um, SBA that might be available. Um, and there are uh, different sources that uh, venture capitalists, angel, angel um, funds, those types of, of access that you might want to consider since you're a six month old business 
again, my perspective from a bank is there is somewhat of a track record. So I would I would ask that you, you know, you look at some of those aspects first. Um, and I think what you'll find is that there are different, you know, different avenues that you, you might be able to, you know, to obtain. Rhonda, how easy is it to obtain a business credit card? Definitely, that was one of the first uh, means of capital that we used. And, and I was always told as a, as a uh, young, young woman, stay away from those credit cards. But definitely, having a credit score has been uh, helpful for, for me obtaining more, more capital, which is, wasn't taught to me that way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really important because as a business, we know that when you're reliant on the business cycle and being repaid, accounts receivable that might age and it may take time to actually get paid on your on your product or your on you know during your sales cycle, it is it is important to have access to a line of credit that can help with you know with the the um, the cash flow and, and with the, the cycle of the cash flow. So when, when you when you consider that you, you really do need to have uh, some type of line of credit in place, you know, especially for the seasonality, if your business is seasonal and you need to have access to a line that allows you to buy um, up front in order to have um, the product that then you sell and then you, you know, with your cash flow, you, you uh, replace that. So it is important to have a line of credit and, you know, business credit cards, uh, I don't have the criteria on top of mind or top of head or, you know, at the top of mind, but uh, what I would say is that I would definitely explore that as an option. Um, but you have to be really careful because remember lines of credit are meant to be short-term. <laughs> They're not meant to finance long-term projects like buying a, you know, buying, buying a long-term asset with a credit card. You don't want to do that. Credit card is meant to be revolving where you, you borrow and you pay it off. You borrow and you pay it off. That's, it's intended to be revolving. And so you have to use it as, as it's intended. And it can be, it can be um, detrimental if you use your credit card in such a way whereby you are not paying it down or you know, letting it rest during a period of time, um, because it then, then you could get in trouble because credit cards tend to have a higher interest rate than other types of line, lines of credit, and so you're it's becoming much more expensive for you for your financing. So it's just um, they're important, they're necessary, but you you have to be careful that you don't use it in the wrong way get traditional type of financing um, that, you know, match your financing with your need. If you're going to buy a, a building, for example, then you should get some type of term loan um, at probably a fixed interest rate where you have a fixed payment and then you can plan on that as part of your debt. Uh, a line of credit, again, is revolving. You use it, you pay it off. You use it, you pay it off short term real important that you understand the differences. Because sometimes people get in trouble um, using a credit card for a long-term debt and, and that's not what it's intended for. 
one of the things that I'm I'm thinking, Rhonda, listening to your your presentation that has been so helpful, um, is I'm imagining every one of our girls that win walking into a bank tomorrow, ready to go, building relationships, um, so that we're doing it the right way. And we've been talking a lot about just overall presentation and being able to sell yourself or your business idea. What are some of the some of the keys to building a relationship with your banker? What can we do? Oh yeah. Well, first and foremost, again, build it build with the relationship. It's important that you um, meet not only your local banker at the banking center, but get an introduction to a actual lender, uh, a small business lender. Um, attend. We have different. Um, financial education seminars and sessions there you can attend those as well and you can establish a relationship that way um, but but what I have found and I've 30 plus years of banking um, the best the best is to um, handle your business checking account appropriately and have a banker that you work with on a regular basis, that you are, um, that you're in touch with, that you are asking questions, letting them know that you're interested in attending different seminars that we might be holding or hosting, um, having, you know, letting them know who you are, what your business is, um, you know, leveraging that relationship to get information out as well. Um, getting invitations to business luncheons, networking events, you know, building a relationship in so many different ways is really critical in my mind to having that relationship with that banker. So it's not just going to the bank, but it is knowing them, networking with them, being in the same circles with them, um, you know, leveraging relationships, introduce, do introductions to each other, um, circles of centers of influence, you know, making sure that your banker knows your accountant. Um, so, I mean, there's just different ways to build a relationship, but it's really, really important because part of, remember the first C was the character? Character. Who knows your character? Who knows how you handle your business? Your banker does. You know, if a, if a business is having uh, an account that is not being handled in the right way. You know, maybe they're having cash flow problems. Maybe they're having a lot of overdrafts or NSF. You know, that's a that's a red flag that that business is having problems, right? Your banker will see that. You know, so you really want to have a relationship with the banker and leverage those relationships. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. Just a couple more questions. I, I saw a question come through from Sophia asking, can a business uh, credit card, a debit card work for business reporting? Yes. Yes, it can. The business credit card can, absolutely. You're talking about for a business credit report? Mm -hmm. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about the debit card, but I, know, I do know the credit card can. And here's a, a good one. Should a local business seek financing from a large bank or should they be working with banks or, or credit unions that are local banks or, or smaller credit unions around them? 
I think both are fine. I think both are fine. Um, I think that there is such a commitment and interest in helping businesses to be successful. Now, you're going to find that banks have different underwriting criteria. They do. And so that's where it's important, again, to evaluate, um, have conversations with different people. Um, but you don't want to apply around, you know, here and there. Sit down and have a conversation around what you are trying to achieve and how that bank will look at that request and know that before you start applying. Because again, every time you apply, your credit is going to be pulled, that now you've got excessive inquiries. And that too is a problem because it looks like you're applying all around and it looks like you could be getting too much credit. If you get too much credit, then, then you're not going to be able to if it looks like you're getting too much credit, then it looks like you may not be able to get credit because you're applying every, you know, all around. So you really want to be prudent. You want to be careful and you want to, you want to take your time and have a real strong action plan around how am I going to go about this? This is my need. This is what I want to do. This is what I need to achieve. And how am I going to go about it? Um, really important that you have a plan in place. Rhonda, thank you so much for this amazing information. You're welcome.